Well, as we prepare our hearts this morning, I want to invite you, um, if you have your Bibles, to look at Matthew chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 18 and following one of the familiar stories in the Christmas story as we look through what God is doing through a man named Joseph. And let's hear this word this morning. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived as her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you this morning for your word, and I thank you, God, what you desire to speak into our hearts. Help us this day to have ears to hear, Lord, what you want to speak into us. And Lord, as we hear that word, I pray that it would be grounded deep into us, and I pray now, Lord, that I would be out of the way, and you would be seen, and what is said and done would bring you glory and honor. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, over the last couple of weeks, we've been walking through a sermon series called Breath of Heaven. And we've talked about how when God breathes, things transpire in our lives. Whenever God's breath is moving in our world, things are becoming different. And so as we've been walking through the Christmas story, we've looked at a couple of things. First of all, we looked the first week at faith, breeze, or hope, or excuse me, we find that the breath of God breeze hope. You know, as we looked at Zachariah and Elizabeth, and they were very old and couldn't have kids, and they thought it was a hopeless situation, and then God spoke into them and said, I'm going to do a miracle in your life that you could never believe could happen, and breathe hope into them. We then looked, the next week, we looked at Mary and looked at how we find that God breathes calling. You know, as Joseph or as Daniel here a few moments ago was sharing his story of how he felt that calling to full-time Christian ministry, and many times we feel that where God is calling us and we think, oh, that's those people, but where is God calling us in our day-to-day lives to cause and allow transformation to happen in and through us? And then this week, we're going to be looking at breath is breathed in the way of faith. You know especially as we think about faith this morning, I want you to think about faith breathed in difficult situations or times. Um, Back in uh, 2006, we were serving in a church at that time that we loved. We had been there 10 years. Um, It was a great experience. We were having great ministry. We were close to our families. Um, Our kids were doing well. Uh, Everything just seemed the way you would want life to be running. And you know how it works in those moments, that all of a sudden something starts to happen that starts to shift things. And for Nance and I, all of a sudden I started to feel this prompting that I sensed I was maybe supposed to go back and do my doctoral work. 
And so I had applied. There was um, a degree program at Asbury Seminary where uh, it was a competitive program. So I applied for it. Um, we went through it, went through the application process, went and did an interview with the team, and we found ourselves accepted into that program. But if we said yes to it, what it meant is that we were going to have to pack up our family, leave everything that was secure, what we knew that we loved, and move to Kentucky for a year. And, and all of a sudden, that became a very difficult situation. It wasn't easy. And it's like, what do we do, God? Is this where you're really calling us to let go of all this that we find comfortable and easy and meaningful to go there that feels like we're not sure what's going to transpire if that happens. You know, whenever God calls us to something or we feel like we're being called into a, maybe a difficult space, whether it's through a diagnosis or something transpires in our lives or we're having to face a decision, what do we do? How do we find out how to have faith? How does that faith grow in us in those moments to know where to move forward and to take the next step that God is calling us to? In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, we find what the Bible defines as faith. You guys probably are very familiar with this, but it says, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. That says, faith is, though I can't see it, what I believe, I have a, a sense that it, if I go this direction, it's going to work out. Things are going to be right, that, it's gonna, that God's in the midst of that. And that's really where faith is for us. It's when you're called into a difficult space, and as you're being called into that space, you know, you may find that um, you may have some anxiety, you may have some stress, but there's an inner sense of peace there that somehow it's going to all work out, or there's a sense of hope, or there's a sense of God's going to put this together. I just have no clarity how it's going to transpire. Now, I don't know if you've ever wondered, how do we get faith in the first place? Where does it come from? I mean, are we just born with it? I mean, is it something that happens from our human tenacity as we face life? Is it something that we're taught? Is it something we learn from other people? Or is it something God places in us? And, and I would suggest that probably if we look through our lives, we could probably find examples where maybe all of those may be found true in some places. But what I want to look at today is specifically from the story of Joseph, what we learn about how God breathes faith when we're walking through Yeah. Oh, there we go. I'm back on. Sweet. Whoever prayed, thank you. <laughs> or maybe you were praying the opposite. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, God breathes into Joseph what we find a very powerful thing. Joseph is faced with an incredibly difficult situation. We're all very familiar with it, right? Joseph has been put into a plan that he's going to marry. Jo marry. Um, life's looking good, we expect. And then he finds out that she's pregnant. Now, we don't know if this word came because somebody told him or maybe the family disclosed it or he saw Mary was starting to look a little heavier than normal. We don't know what transpired and how Joseph actually got this word. But what we do know is that in his heart, it caused great angst. And all of a sudden, he is really having an emotional upheaval. Now, I want you to think to a time that you have been in an incredibly um, upheavaled moment. You know, one of those keep you up at night kind of moments 
when you're trying to figure out what I need to do or how I need to move forward or trying to sort out the problem in your brain, you know, and you're trying to overthink the situation and you're wrestling with what to do, that's what Joseph was going with. I would guess Joseph had a lot of thoughts going through his head and one of them was probably like, how is this decision going to affect my life? Which way I decide to go? If I decide to go through with this, it's going to affect me one way. If I go this other way, it's going to affect another. What's the right decision? I also think he probably was thinking about, and if I make this decision, how will it affect Mary? I mean, is Mary, if, if I don't claim this child, then she's going to be seen, and that culture is discredited. She's going to be lacking honor, and she's probably going to be barred to living with her family the rest of her life with an illegitimate child from the culture's perspective. Or how will my decision affect Jesus, this baby that hasn't been born yet? Because in that culture, Jesus would have grown up in a sense of an outcast in the community. His decision had big effects, and he was trying to weigh out what is the right way I'm supposed to go, because it says he was trying to follow God and figure out what the right decision was. And so the way we find for Joseph, what happens, faith is first breathed, and it starts with a word. It starts with a word. As Joseph is trying to wrestle with it, he has this dream, and in this dream, he gets these words we heard a few moments ago. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now, how many of you would love it if every time you had a difficult decision to face, you had a dream where God showed up and told you exactly what to do? Anybody with me? And Joseph in that moment had to decide, is this really God speaking to me? Or is it just the bad tacos I ate last night? And you and I have probably been in those moments, but I'll tell you, there have been moments in my own spirit. I, I've, I've had a t- couple of those dreams in my lifetime where I felt like that dream I need to pay attention to. It's different than the other dreams. That maybe God is trying to speak something in that. Or that word that's coming to me feels different than other words I've gotten. And that's, I think, what was happening for him. But also, if you look at Joseph, he was going back and he said, Okay, I've got this word, but it seems to back, be backed up by another word I've learned all my life as I've been sitting in the synagogue. And that was from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And this was a prophecy that was given, and the people knew this one and were waiting for it. It said, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel. That all of a sudden, as Joseph gets his dream, the angel's saying, Mary is the virgin, and Joseph, this baby that's coming is the one that has been promised clear back, and you're going to name him Emmanuel, which actually means God with us. So Joseph in that moment was being spoken to by the word of God to breathe faith into his life. And it's really, you know, that's how one of the ways that God bursts into us is as we saturate ourselves around the things of God. When we hear God's word and we allow the Holy Spirit to birth faith into us. We find this if you look at Matthew 16, 16 through 17. Remember the story that Jesus as one day he is um, walking and he asks his disciples, he says, who do people say that I am? And do you remember what the disciples said? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, 
Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this is not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. What Jesus was saying is this faith wasn't just something that you conjured up. It was because my, word, my Father spoke a word into your heart and you knew it was true. And what I think all this does, Paul wrote in Romans 6 or 10, 17, he says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Folks, the way that God stirs faith and brings faith into us is when we expose ourselves to the word of God, God wants to speak into our lives. So when you're reading scripture, maybe you're listening in a sermon, maybe you're at a Sunday school class or a small group gathering, or you're listening on maybe a Christian radio or some other context where you're getting devotional material, and all of a sudden in that, something is read from God's word that jumps, jumps out to you and says, this is the word of God for you right now. Hold on to that. Claim it. Now, here's the deal, folks. I would recommend that you don't do this one. Don't take a Bible. Lord, please speak to me, and then just let it fall open. That may not go well for you. Just saying. There is an urban legend, whether it's true or not, from about John Wesley, where John Wesley was trying to decide whether to marry a woman or not. And he opened up his Bible, and it fell open, and it said, take and do likewise. And so he went and he married this woman. It was a disaster of a relationship. They hated each other, I think. I mean, it really was not good. She was a very contentious woman. It was a difficult season. But what we know is that text really was around Judas, right? Go and do likewise. Go, you know. So what we need to do is don't pay, just do it that way. But as we're saying, Lord, I really want to follow your way. God, what are you wanting me to do? And then let God's word speak into your heart and listen for where the Holy Spirit is prompting you, even if it's sometimes difficult. Secondly, we find breathing, though. Breath is breathed, confronts false trust. For Joseph, you look at it, when he first is trying to decide what to do, he goes to the religious law. He says, what do the laws tell me? What have I grown up doing? What does my culture tell me I should do with this woman? What are my own thoughts, my own trying to figure it out kind of concept at that particular moment? And the angel's saying, I want you to let go of those things, and I want you to trust me. I want you to trust what God is doing in the process. You know, you and I, when we're going through struggles and we're going through difficult times, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure out, who do I trust? Where do I look to? And we oftentimes are trusting in things that may not be the right direction to help us make those decisions moving forward. And what Joseph is really called to do, I want you to trust in me. I want you, God is being called, or just being called to trust God. I want you to trust me and want me ahead of all things. It was, um, I have a person in my relationship circle. And um, this person was trying to figure out what to do in a decision they were making. And, um, they came and they were sharing, and I'll be honest, I'm emotionally invested with this person, and so as they were sharing, I felt like I knew what the right answer for them was. Anybody with me? You know the right answer for people when they come and say, this is exactly what you need to do. And, and I was well able and willing to coach them in moving them into the way I thought they should go, right? And so in that conversation, I kind of gave them all the reasons and worked with them, and finally... Um, they decided to take my advice and to move in the direction I felt they were being led to go. It wasn't long after that that they came and said, you know, 
I don't really think that's where God wants us to be. And as they did it, they said, you know, we think we're going to need to change directions because that just doesn't seem right. Now, immediately inside of me is like, you idiot. You got the word from me. I, I know what's best. And they said, we really feel we need to let go of this and we need to go in another direction we sense as God is taking us. Now, the way they're moving, I still look at it and go, I really am having a hard time seeing it, but in their spirit, they have perfect peace. This is directionally where God is directing them to go, and they can see the hand of God moving. Because they've decided that as they listen to God's voice, God's going to continue to guide them and direct them. We have to let go sometimes of those things in us that we want to trust in where God may be moving us through those difficult seasons within our life. Faith breathing also invites us to encounter God and join God's work. Joseph is being invited to join in something that is going to have eternal impact. You know, when you and I are going through a difficult situation, it's so easy to just get wrapped up in the difficulties. And all we can see is the struggle. And we're like, how is this going to make any sense? And how is this making any difference? But when we're going through it, God wants to walk with us, and maybe God's inviting us to join a story that is going to have ramifications you and I cannot see on this side of the deal. I mean, for Joseph, he was invited. He says, hey, I want you to take Mary home. I want you to be your wife. Now, this was not easy, right? I mean, if Joseph had said no, he would have stayed in Nazareth. He'd have kept doing what he'd always probably done. He might have married another woman, and life would have been fairly simple. But instead, Joseph decided to enter into this more difficult story, which resulted in him ending up in Bethlehem, hanging out in Bethlehem because he now had a family. And now that he's in Bethlehem, Herod comes and he is going to kill this child because he's heard that the Messiah has been born. And now Joseph has to flee to Egypt, leave there for a couple of years, and then come back. His life was not easy by saying yes. But what did he get to experience because he allowed himself to walk into God's story? I mean, what was it like to be there the night the shepherds showed up and the angels sang and the wise men came and to know, whoa, this child is something special. And he got to name him. He not only got to name him, but then as he walked life, he got to pour into Jesus' life and he got to experience what Jesus was like. You and I, are, you know, I'll have no clue what it was like until I sit down with Joseph one day maybe in heaven and have a conversation about it. What it was like to raise Jesus and walk along the Son of God. But because he entered into God's story, he experienced something. It was not easy. There was a lot of risk. There was a lot of faith that had to be required. There was sacrifice. But because he entered it, he got to see God do some amazing things. God invites us sometimes, you all, into some difficult stories to have faith in difficult moments. But if we'll go forward with moving how God is calling to and listen for his voice, we're going to find God gives us the strength and God will do something that we couldn't expect. And God's work will get accomplished in a way we never thought could be possible. We finally, you know, I, I find in our story when um, Nance and I were deciding about going to Kentucky you know, we finally decided, we sat down with the family, we had the conversation, and we finally decided, okay, we think this is where God is calling us to go. I got to be honest, it caused a lot of angst in those moments to leave 
our family structure, to step into a year where we didn't know how we were financially going to make it, where we left our ki- we moved our kids in the very years we told them that we were never going to move our kids. They were all at transitional years. And to step into a space and move into a place that we didn't know once we moved there what the future was going to look like, because right then and there we had it pretty figured out, but that was going to be totally different. And as you know, we stepped into that space and we walked it in difficulty, all of us. But, you know, today, looking back over that, we can see where by joining in that story, God accomplished things and did things in our lives that we never would have experienced if we had not said yes. If God had not sparked a spark of faith that says, I want you to go in this direction and do this thing or move through the situation, and as we walk through it, we've encountered God in ways we never would have before, and our kids have encountered God in ways. And we have found God has been faithful. That whenever God calls us in the difficulty to step out in faith, and we say, yes, God does amazing things. That's what happened for Joseph, and I believe that's what God happens for us. Today, where is God calling you maybe to a difficult space? And he's calling you to press into his word and listen for where he's calling you to step and then move forward as God sparks faith in us to join him in the work to allow God's mission to continue forward and to see the mighty hand of God go forth.